What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. And you guys, I'm sorry. It's been maybe like three weeks, I think, I just checked since my last podcast. Um, I have been up to my eyeballs and alligators, as they say. Um, I've just been doing a lot of stuff. And I've really kind of been focusing a lot on YouTube now. So, by the way, um, I'm in the middle of moving over all of my podcast episodes slowly but surely to YouTube. So um, please check out youtube.com forward slash Tam and Baseball Fan. Uh, I've, I've really kind of been, I had kind of a little bit of a goal to like get monetized for YouTube. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't set like a, a set date of 2023 or whatever, um, but it's happened. So I'll tell you a little bit about it. Like, in order to get monetized, you have to have 4,000 hours of watch time within a year, as well as 1,000 plus subscribers. Um, I've been you know, well over 1,000 subscribers for quite a while, but the watch time just has always been lacking. Yeah, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'm, whenever I pigeonhole myself into a certain category or whatever, uh, or niche, I you know, I'd say I'm probably a little boring, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm working on it. You know, I'm trying to get a little more interesting and everything. But um, anyway, so I posted up a, a, a scam uh, video and it took off pretty good and it pushed me over the edge. And so I finally uh, have gotten monetized, but, you know, not that it's going to you know, necessarily, you know, pay the bills or anything like that, but it's it's fun to be able to you know, have reached that goal. And so I'd like to go ahead and continue uh, posting more things on YouTube. I'm having fun with it. Uh, I just posted chapter number seven for free of my audiobook at youtube.com forward slash Tame Baseball Fan as well. If you want to give that a listen, it's probably the more, the most, uh, I don't know, maybe this, maybe the standout chapter of, of my entire book. Um, because it talks about the time that I, uh, went over and hung out with Jose Canseco at his house. So I, uh, I just read it tonight as well. And, you know, for the first time in years and man, you guys like just, I'm reminded of how, uh, um, you know, how blessed I was to be able to have that happen. Um, you know, I mean, it's just an incredible, incredible thing and just so fun and amazing. So anyways, uh, you know, I've got like some, you know, parts of the magazine, wherever I was uh, featured in Beckett uh, monthly in August of 2015 on my wall that I see every day, but, you know, kind of loses something after having seen it every day for, you know, several years now. But, uh, but reading it again in my book just kind of, you know, brought everything back and it's just so neat, just so neat. So anyways, um, that's not exactly, you know, what I was really going to kind of talk about today. Um, I did want to complain to you a little bit about all these new rules. I think baseball is going to have uh, in extra innings. I think they voted in um, a runner on second is going to start the extra innings or whatever. And I just, you know, boo, I, I <laughs> stop messing with baseball. Um, the other thing is they announced uh, a few days ago that I think it was the pitchers, if I remember correctly, have something like a 15 second clock between pitches or whatever. And it's like, you know, again, I'm, you know, smacking my forehead saying, you know, leave the game alone. And then you have something else that they came out today saying that the, the bags, um, the actual bases are going to be larger than, uh, than they've been before. And so, 
if you, if you know anything about about you know the actual uh, I guess you say geometry of of, uh, of the diamond, the the space between bases is ninety feet. Uh, the the space between the pitcher's mound to the to home plate is sixty feet six inches. There's a reason for all this, and um, you know, imagine all of the plays uh, that happen um, where the where it's just a bang bang out or something like it's just it's it's so close. Well, I I have a feeling that the uh, the actual um, batting averages of of players are now going to go up. I think. Um, so, anyways, they just they're continually doing stuff like this and. And I find myself falling more in love with like old baseball than current baseball. It just seems like it's it's becoming more and more of a departure of of what the what the true game was. And 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 you know, trust me, I'm not I'm not blind to the fact that our game has changed uh, a lot. You know, over, over the past you know several decades even, but it just seems like it's just kind of. I don't know. I, I feel like uh, um, the changes that they're making now is to, is just uh, that they're not good, you know, for the most part. You know, I think they're trying to rush the game up and package it and everything. And and I can understand the you know being in their position, you know, kind of what they are trying to do. You know, I, I think they're trying to make it more energetic, more quick. Uh, I mean, especially in a, today's day and age where uh, where people are used to. Uh, not necessarily sitting down and watching 30 minute or an hour shows, but like going on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube and, and checking the reels. I mean, you know, that only lasts like a minute each or something you know, or less. Um, so yeah, it's, it's completely different nowadays, but still the baseball fan in me, the purists wants them to not mess with it anymore, you know, just leave it alone. <laughs> so anyways, I wanted to kind of give you an update on the, on my T206 Honest Wagner quest as well. Um, had some really big things happen, uh, which is really cool and, um, super happy to report. And I actually, uh, uh, you know, kind of rolled into my latest YouTube video also, which is kind of like a mini documentary. Um, you know, I'll get to that in a second, but anyway, so, um, you know, where we last left off, I, I'm not sure exactly what I've told you last, but basically what happened was uh, I was last off with a case of 2021 Topps Chrome Platinum Anniversary Hobby uh, and a Tier 1 Juan Soto. The case was worth about a grand. The Soto is worth probably about three fifty. dollars um, They sat. They didn't do anything at all. So I made the decision to open the case um, of platinum and sell or trade the boxes one by one. Within a couple hours, they were gone. Um, and you know, I think I ended up clearing about twelve hundred or so, a little over twelve hundred, for the single boxes. And I was able to break a few live on Facebook. One of which was really fun because I actually. Uh, sold it to uh, my son's old youth pastor and he had me and Atticus uh, go up to the church and break it with him live uh, on my Facebook, which is really kind of fun. Um, so anyways, uh, that, that, that brought me about $1,200 or so dollars, um, which I mean, 
again, I can't believe I started with a an A7 Tops Canseco Rookie Cup and a and a custom. You know, I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty cool uh, on January first. But anyways, uh, and then uh, a few days later, I noticed that Juan Soto was trending on Twitter. So I decided to just post up my card saying, hey, just a uh, uh, just reminder, I've got my car, this card here for sale or trade. Let me know. Um, and again, within about an hour, it was gone, um, you know, for $350. So I was up to $1,550. And so uh, in between these two events, um, my friend Enrique, he actually reached out and he said, hey, listen, I've got this collection of cards. Um I really want to be involved in this T206 Wagner quest. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see if you're interested in, in, you know, taking it on and buying the collection. So, well, yeah, I'd love to see what you have. And so uh, he sends me pictures and, uh, you know, the pictures, I can't really tell completely everything that's going on in the pictures because a lot of them are grainy. So I said, well, okay, yeah, come on over. Let's take a look what you got. So he comes over and by the way, he also said, I'm also going to include, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that in a minute. Um, so anyways, <laughs> he, uh, he ends up uh, bringing over a number of boxes and I just go, man, there's some good stuff in here. There really is. And so I asked him, I said, or I told him, I said, listen, I, I'm not going to make an offer uh, on this. What I want is I want to hear what you need to get out of him. And uh, he said, uh, well, I was thinking $300 and I want you to do a centerpiece custom for me. And he sent, he brought me a few uh, signatures to do something with. And I go, uh, yes, a thousand times. Yes. I mean, that's a great deal. You know, thank you so much. And so uh, I get him in and I, I didn't look at any of them. Well, at many of them, because there are a lot of them to look through, but I could tell off the bat, like, yeah, I, I would do really well with them. So anyways, I end up taking these, uh, this collection and, uh, I start, uh, going through it on YouTube and, you know, to say, Hey, listen, this is the next step in the T206 Wagner quest. Uh, this is all for sale or trade in part or in whole, uh, whichever you want to do, just, you know, throw, uh, you know, throw offers up to me and everything. I'd love to hear them. And man, like it was just, uh, it was fun. Like it's one of, that's one of the, uh, things I love about YouTube is being able to do a video like that. It was nearly two hours long and I posted it on, on YouTube. And actually this is kind of a fun thing here. Um, I'm actually going to click on it now and see, uh, which it's, it's not much or whatever, but because I'm monetized now, I actually got some money off of, uh, the video itself here. So I did two different videos for it. Um, the one video um, I have made a dollar thirty nine off of. <laughs> Again, it's not anything, but it's, it's still fun because I was going to do it anyways. Um, and the other one is a dollar and one cent. So I've made almost two dollars and fifty cents just by showing this collection. <laughs> and uh, I don't expect there to be much more made off of it, but it's just kind of a funny thing, which I guess I could probably include that in the flip quest if I wanted, but. Anyways, um, so one of the cards, though, that Enrique said was, uh, you know, listen, I'm, I'm also going to add this Babe Ruth here. And he told me that he's like, I, I really kind of, you know, I'm hoping that you'd, that you'd keep this instead of, uh, you know, put in the flip quest. But, 
you know, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. And so I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this one, um, at least for now, you know, and, and so, uh, it's the 1932 Sanella Babe Ruth. And so I'll tell you a little bit about this card because it's, it's probably the most underrated, undervalued Babe Ruth card from his playing career ever. And, uh, I'll tell you about it again. I hate to keep saying, go to YouTube, go to YouTube, but I did a, a little mini documentary on it. I would love for you to see it. It's uh, It was fun to put together. Took a lot longer, and I'm, I'm terrible. I'm not going to be winning any Oscars with it or anything. But there's some fun uh, vintage footage and everything in there as well. It's just It was really fun. I, I enjoyed putting it together. Um, but the story behind it is is super interesting. So first of all, uh, the 1932 Sanella... Um, Babe Ruth, first and foremost, uh, when you look at it, it is beautiful. It is a strikingly beautiful card. It, it features a uh, artwork of him, no doubt, having hit one of his 714 home runs uh, on the front. Now, you take a look at the back, and uh, it's all in German. And so, you know, you go, well, okay, that made me, that caused me to research a little bit. And I had one of these years ago and I ended up moving it and was like, oh, why did I do that? You know, <laughs> so pre-COVID and then, you know, the card shoots up in price, uh, apparently since COVID, I just, you know, just realized and, um, you know, so, but that's how it goes, right? That's, that's, that's just part of, part of COVID, part of the COVID era of collecting. But anyways, so, uh, 1932, I started doing some research and I don't necessarily want to call myself a history buff. In, in fact, I'm probably more history ignorant than anything, but I do enjoy learning. And uh, so what I found out is, you know, back in 1932, this is right when the Nazi party ended up becoming the majority um, and uh, in, in Germany over there in the Reichstag. And so uh, I was thinking, that's interesting. What an interesting time. Uh, for this card to have been produced in a country under such you know tumultuous circumstances, so I keep I keep reading and researching. I find out that Hitler becomes the Chancellor of Germany in in like February of 1933 or January of 1933, something like that. Well, the back of the card has a redemption of some sort for an album or card, uh, missing cards or something. Um, in like right then, like January or February of 1933. And so, you know, this is actually a part of a 112 card set that went into an album and a boatload of these uh, cards feature German athletes. And so, you know, if you don't know, by the way, it's interesting timing as well uh, that the Olympics in 1931, before the Nazis came into power, uh, the Olympics were uh, voted to be in Berlin, Germany. Uh, for 1936. And so, uh, so Hitler, you know, took this as like a very, you know, big opportunity to like show the entire world, Hey, we're a good country. We're progressive. Um, and Nazism is the way to go hundred percent, you know, and, and all that. So, and, and you watch like, you know, Holly and I've watched documentaries of this stuff. It's like creepy as all get out. Like you have like these Nazi flags flying everywhere, like right beside American flags and, 
and all this. It's just a wild stuff like that. This was like, you know, it was okay or whatever, you know, back then, um, you know, before they found out what was really going on. But anyways, these documentaries that we watch, we'd see like these people that are smiling and waving at each other in Germany um, during the 1936 Olympics. And, you know, come to find out that, you know, there were some serious, serious dire uh, consequences that would uh, that would occur to you if you were not showing yourself as being a happy, positive, you know, Germany loving citizen. And, uh, you know, in fact, the, the entire Sonella album, um, you know, looks like it's more of like a, you know, uh, nationalistic propaganda piece. Um, so anyways, I don't know if that has, I don't know what the connection really is between that and the 36 Olympics. There might not be anything, but, uh, it is interesting. So, cause I do know that there's some people that were trying to, uh, boycott the Olympics. Um, so maybe this this album was to help this uh help it go through or you know I, i'm not really sure you know when public opinion i don't know i just don't know what uh you know the reason for it or whatever but in any event um uh you know 1939 this is something i found out also that was like wild um 1939 uh so just a few short years later uh there was like a pro-nazi uh pro-Hitler kind of uh, gathering of over 20,000 people in the Madison Square Garden in New York, like in America. They like, I saw this, you know, footage of like George Washington, like right in the middle, like this, uh, this big painting. And then on both sides, there's like the Nazi symbol and stuff, like just wild stuff. Like, I can't believe, like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing, you know, it's just wild. So anyways, apparently um, reports started coming in that there were, uh, you know, killings that were going on of Jews. And there's so many that kept coming in. Eventually, uh, they said, okay, this isn't random acts of violence. There's, this is like an attempted, you know, extermination uh, that's happening here. And so, uh, according to the websites that I read on, I uh, read this about, uh, there was basically, um, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, Roosevelt and, you know, and some of the other allies stood up and, and, you know, had this front saying, you know, we publicly condemn what's going on here. So according to the websites that I've read, they, there's basically no, um, plan whatsoever to do anything else other than that. Not our problem. Shouldn't have to worry about it. And, you know, just hope it just fades off. Well, there's a uh, reporter, I think her name was Dorothy Thompson. She was the, she was known as like the, the second most influential uh, uh, female in America, right behind Eleanor Roosevelt, I think. That's what it was. I, I could be, I could be wrong, but I think that's what, you know, what was said, what I read. But anyways, she stands up and she was like the first American journalist to get kicked out of Germany, by the way. Um, and, uh, she, she ends up standing up and says, okay, we can't let this slide. We cannot let this get out of public view. This is wrong. Like they are doing some horrible things there. So she ends up, uh, orchestrating this massive full page ad in several newspapers that were basically, 
getting asking for signatures of German Americans to stand up and write their name on this thing saying, hey, Germans, you need to get out there and overthrow uh, the Nazis because this is wrong. And, you know, so she gathers 50 prominent signatures. And so one of those signatures was Babe Ruth. So Babe Ruth actually put his name on this, uh, you know, to this, which is, you know, kind of fun to, you know, kind of fun to find out. And so, uh, you know, kind of, it's interesting that, that Babe Ruth actually had a connection of some sort to this whole thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just learning this stuff, by the way, there's probably a lot more meat on the bone to, to learn, but this is, this is fascinating stuff. And by the way, I found something else interesting as well. Uh, there was a tour, uh, in Japan that was, that was headed up by Babe Ruth. And the primary reason for this, according to what I've read was to make sure that there were no war implications, that, that war would not happen, um, you know, between America and Japan and so on and so forth. And, you know, so he was literally out there trying to make sure everything was okay. And, and, you know, that we, that war wouldn't, uh, wouldn't happen. So what I also read is in 1941, uh, when Pearl Harbor happened, uh, when Babe Ruth heard about this, he was apparently in his apartment and he hears it and he takes all of the Japanese, uh, little trinkets and collectibles that he had from his trip uh, and is so angry, he throws them all out the window because he thought for sure that his efforts were, uh, you know, would have stopped World War II. So it's interesting how active he was in that sort of thing, you know, like, and, and believe me, you know, he did a lot of bad things, you know, he was not like, you know, the, you know, this, uh, as pure as the wind driven snow. <laughs> so he, he had his issues for sure, for sure. But, but, you know, he had his heroic moments, apparently. Like, it was really kind of a, kind of an interesting, neat uh, history lesson for me to learn this week. Um, especially when you have baseball intertwined into it. Then when you have baseball intertwined in something, like, I'm all ears. Like, I can, you know, I soak it up like crazy. Um, my memory doesn't allow me to retain all that much, unfortunately. But, um, which is what helps me whenever I write and do videos and that sort of thing. So, that I can refer back to him. But anyway, I thought it was really interesting. And instantly enough, I, I also found out this because a, a Facebook friend of mine, Josh, actually tagged me in this, which is kind of neat. And I did a little bit of research uh, beyond it as well. But um, you know, so the last, last season of Babe Ruth's career was 1935. And you know he played uh, for the Braves because the Yankees you know, let him go. They went and signed him and said, okay, you know, listen, it's, it's time. Um, and let me show, let me take a look at some, uh, statue real quick. So, you know, surely there were other things that were going on, um, back then, but 1934 for the Yankees, it looks like he, uh, still hit 22 home runs and was embatted 288. Okay. Um, 1935, he only played in 28 games and, uh, you know, so that was his last, his last year, he had six home runs and bad 181. Part of it also was like, he had a really, uh, he was having problems with his knees or something. And I think he was 40 at this point. And there's like reports of this one game where apparently he was playing left field. I think if I remember correctly, and 
the batters kept intentionally hitting it to left field, knowing that he couldn't field worth a flip. Like he couldn't run, he couldn't bend over all that well. And so they, they just scored a lot of runs. So um, anyways, but yeah, the babe was apparently trying to, you know, do everything he could to hang on to the game, which is why he ended up uh, signing with the Braves. And I think it was the Braves. And so uh, one thing that's interesting though, is the last game that he hit a home run in uh, was, uh, I believe it was May 25th. And I think May 30th was his last actual game or something like that. But the last game he hit a home run, May 25th or so, if I remember correctly, he actually hit three in the same game. And I believe it was Forbes Field. The last home run that was hit, uh, it actually went uh, over like outside of the stadium or something like at that point, I think it was like the furthest one ever hit or something. I mean, that's a, that's a goodbye for you. That's a farewell. Right. So anyways, just really interesting stuff. So again, like as I'm finding this stuff out, I'm just, you know, just cements in my mind how much more interesting this stuff is than, you know, what's going on in baseball today. And who knows, 10, 20 years from now, I hope that there will be people that look on the game today and say, Oh, you know, these, you know, this is amazing history, this, that, and the other, you know, I think it's important, you know, for our, for our uh, favorite national pastime to survive, you know, to be able to have, you know, really neat things happen during, during uh, the current events of the game. But, but man, it's just, it's super tough for me to, to uh, think that anything nowadays comes close to the magic there is in these, in these stories um, and, uh, and, you know, in baseball history. And I mean, I just, I love all this so much, but um, anyway, so that's, that's interesting. So, so, you know, basically you kind of tie this all in, like you have this amazing uh, story of like such a dark time in history, you know, where horrible things were happening. And, you know, my mind, that's what my mind goes to whenever I see the 1932 Sonella Bay Ruth. Because it was right there, you know, it was in Germany. And not only was it in Germany, Babe Ruth had something to do with like speaking out about it. You know, it's just, uh, it was kind of a neat, a neat little realization to come to. And, and so it's, the card itself uh, has a lot more meaning to me because of that. And, uh, you know, that's, gosh, I mean, that to me, that's the best thing that you could do when it comes to, you know, to a card is have like, an amazing story attached. And that's exactly um, the, what the case is for the 1932 Sonella Babe Ruth. And it's also nice to be able to say, you know, this isn't just a 32 Sonella Babe Ruth. This is my friend Enrique's old Sonella Babe Ruth. So it's it's really neat to be able to say that as well. It's a, that, that means something to me as well. Um, I remember him telling me about him getting this and everything. So, um, so Enrique, thank you again, if you're out there listening. Um, thank you so much for for doing this deal uh, with me and um, for everybody else that's out there listening. Um, you know, thank you for listening. Of course, again, youtube.com forward slash Tamman baseball fan, go there, subscribe, like subscribe, shares, care bears, whatever it is. Um, and also uh, you can follow my quest uh, t206wagner.com. I, I think I've got a pretty big update coming, um, you know, at some point as well. So, uh, and you know, I don't know when, but, It'll, it'll be soon. So anyways, uh, thank you again, as always, for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your day.